We are live on another Tuesday night. Kurt Valenti with Jennifer Valenti, all in on high school sports. Good evening. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, tonight we're going to do a little big news this week with the uh, the NJSIAA giving out their new fall guidelines for the fall sports. So we want to talk about it a little bit. We have uh, one of my good buddies, AD. And a couple coaches coming on tonight. So, Jen, you can introduce them. So, I'd like to welcome Frank Fufuco from Milburn High School, Athletic Director. Thank you for joining us, Frank. How you doing? Well, welcome back, I should say. Yeah, welcome you've, back. You've joined us before. We appreciate it. Yeah. And um, after, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to refer to you as Coach Bufuco. I hope that's okay. After that's Coach, <laughs> after Coach Bufuco gives fine. us a, a you know some some details about the um, the new NJSIA guidelines, we will be joined by um, Rebecca Lilienthal from Parsippany High School. She is the field hockey coach there. She and three of her players will join us briefly, and then we will also be joined after that by the West Essex football coach Chris Benaquista and one of the members of the Garfield volleyball coaching staff girls volleyball nick delahanty so that rounds out our panel for this evening uh okay real quick coach i guess we'll call him coach um we'll call him That's coach Bufuco too um so yesterday was the first start date july 13th of phase one return to play started yesterday can you just give a quick overview of um of phase one so basically our phase one um there was a I guess you could say there was some like uh, liberties as to make it your own type deal. Uh, so yesterday, basically, we did a, a, a walkthrough, not too many workouts, just basically going over what the screening process would be, what times the teams would come in, what kids were coming, um, went over the screening process, made sure all our signs were up. You know, our uh, Department of Health was big on making sure we had signage everywhere. Um, you know, and, and with the, the time frame being what it was, we basically just made them on the computer and laminated them and put them all over campus. Um, and then today the athletes came back and they actually physically started their workouts and it went pretty smooth. I mean, it took two weeks of planning, maybe longer. Um, and really, I don't want to say it was like riding a bike, but it felt like we were so, we haven't been around the kids and around everybody so long. Um, you know, they, obviously it was different. We had lines of kids with masks on and taking their temperatures, doing screenings. Uh, but you know, it, it went as smooth as it could go. Um, and however, we do know this isn't like foolproof, but at the end of the day, it, to me, it was nice to just see the kids out uh, together. Um, yeah, socially distanced, but the coaches did a nice job at, at putting those rules in place. And, um, you know, I thank my trainer and my nurse for being there together. Uh, they've uh, basically committed to at least being there together the next two more days. Uh, we're going three days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, and right now we only have football and boys soccer doing it. Um, the other teams uh, preferred to stay virtual and ride it out as long as they could before we went into the fall guidelines. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. Which actually kind of brings me to my next question. Um, but before I get to that, you know, it's it's just nice to hear you say, like, how good it is to see the kids back on campus. You know, I remember even when, you know, in quote-unquote normal times, you know, there would be that brief hiatus where, like, there would be really no, you know, official sports going on. I remember once that fall right. date hit and you see all those kids on campus again, you know, getting ready for their fall sports. My athletic director used to say, like, it just wasn't right when the kids weren't there, you know. So I'm sure it is uh, something 
something really nice to see kind of getting back to that normalcy. Um, it's great that you say that. Just I, don't, I know you're going to move on to a question, but it was this is the first time. I mean, since coaching and, and even now being an AD is my fifth year. It's like you take for granted in the summer, like the teams just show up. They go, you know, they like our boys soccer team would be, you know, 11 on 11 for like three hours out there. Our tennis team would be in the back hitting like all summer. Um, and, you know, it, in football, you'd, you know, you'd hear the whistles, but nothing was official. Like, and now, you know, it's somewhat official, like the summer workouts. And it's like, it's weird because like, you're never, you never really like, I hate to say, it, you don't really like pay attention to what's going on. They're just kind of doing their thing. Um, but it is great at the same time to, to see the kids out there. And um, I guess you could say it's some back to some type of normalcy, you know, but um, you just, like I said, the, the plans that are in place are, are, are good. I think the NGSI put some good plans in place. It's just, you know, we just got to roll with it for now and see how it goes. Right. So as, as we were saying, so phase one is uh, officially in, in swing. And on mm-hmm. Friday, July 10th, they, the NJSIA released um, their return to play plan. I guess it's called Model 1, right? And, and uh, thinking that there ball might be delay. some other, some other models down the line. Um, and we will have three yeah. coaches joining us later to talk about like their sports specifically. But I was wondering if you could kind right. of give us a brief overview, like there were some new dates released and like there's a little bit of a dead period after this phase one. If you could kind of just fill our audience in on how that uh, return to play model for the actual fall season will work. So and like basically they, they – they released that like a few hours before they released the second phase um, of summer workouts. So the second phase of summer workouts is basically like an expanded version of what we're doing now. Um, but you can't do phase two unless you do phase one. And phase one, not, and I got the clarification, it's not 14 days of practices. It's a 14 day period where you're, you know, you're screening kids and they need to have a minimum of four, four or six practices. I mean, I have it here. I don't want to guess, but between four and six practices within two weeks. Um, but you, the whole point is to keep those kids together doing that workout and, and keeping those groups of 10 together for two, for two weeks. Then phase two, you're allowed to bring up to 30 kids in a group, but it's the same. You have to combine those groups of 10 to make one group. You can't just go randomly picking, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, there's more details to that. But really, the, in a nutshell, it's basically they, they rounded out the entire summer to end on August 28th. Then from August 29th through September 13th, it's fall teams, virtual contact only. That's it. No in-person training. And they said it's basically to get the kids acclimated to returning to school. But, you know, um, and then September 14th is now your preseason. And then uh, and I have the dates right here. So everybody starts September 14th. Um, the regular season for tennis starts September 28th, football October 2nd, and everybody else October 1st. Uh, your regular season ends on October 23rd for second for tennis, November 7th for football, and November 12th for everybody else, which looks like football is going to probably, if I'm looking at it roughly, correct me if I'm wrong, probably five to six games they're going to get in. Yeah, I, I read that Maybe. it said six regular season games and then the which two playoff bad. games. Yeah. You know, so that's not, I mean, I, I really have to commend the NGSIA on this, like, this is really there's like no gray area here. It's just like this is what we're doing, and there's not like I don't I don't have I mean I right now I haven't really like read through it, but and then more ads that I've talked to there's re- maybe I'm wrong I know we're like live out there but 
I don't see many gray areas with this. It's kind of black and white. Like, this is what we're doing. Um, and I, I actually liked it. Um, and, you know, I have a meeting with my coaches on Thursday just to kind of see um, what's what with this. But we're, there is no requirement to complete phase one and two to go into this. Oh, Which you know, is nice. So that was actually a question I was going to ask you. So, um, with to do phase two, you said you have to complete phase one. So I was I was wondering if somebody wasn't partaking in phase one, if that was going to be any prevent them from you know getting right into that you know September fourteenth right. start. Nope. Uh, it says participate. I have. I'll read it. I'll, you want me to read this to you real quick? Sure. I'll read it. It says the NHSIA summer recess period, which is phase one and two. Um, is runs from July 13th through the 28th of August. Participation in the summer recess period is optional, and districts may choose which date to start. Summer recess workouts will run according with the guidelines the NGSIA and the medical task force put together. All schools participating in the summer recess must start with phase one. Um, and then it says here, uh, please refer to NGSIA for all that stuff, but there is no requirement to participate in the phases. Um, you know, to, to go into the fall. I got, I got a gray area. With, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, my, 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 my question was going to be, I was just going to ask you real quick. Again, we have other coaches coming on, but like you said, soccer and football, how would you like, what was the excitement level? Uh, I would even say from the coaching staff, from you guys in Milburn, like, were they just like, wow, like, you yeah, know, it's it was, back and pumped up or. The kids were, I mean, like I said, we had three football players today. And we had close to 50 so boy soccer players out there today. Um, football, like the football kids were just, you know, they were tired. Like right now it's minimal what you can do. They were just like, they're tired of doing virtual workouts. Like they, you know, so right. it was nice to, you know, driving around the field, looking, you know, the kids were doing a lot of calisthenic work, a lot of plyometric work, speed training. Um, you know, and I, my coaches were told basically not to go crazy this week and not even really crazy next week because it's really conditioning stuff, but you know, push them, but you know, gauge where they're at. And then if we have to, you know, cause the groups are going to stay as they are, you can't switch them. Uh, they are, that's it. Once we started that we're not moving the kids around. Um, and, and I got to tell you like that, it was just nice to see like the parents were more excited than the kids. Like <laughs> they were happy to see their kids doing something structured again. Um, and I got to tell you, we had a not a 100% compliance with the masks uh the only time we allowed the kids to take the mask off was when they started physically working out. um it was it was good so it like the soccer team you know they had high, they have high hopes like you know they were state champs last year the, the entire team is back this year and you know they they just want to get out and get to work so and, and i guess that's my other my other question and Again, we have a couple of like field hockey players coming on, but we're going to ask them. But to ask you, I mean, you were a player, you were a coach, now you're an AD. Like like you just said, that team's a defending state championship team. I mean, they'll take anything, right, to like play their senior season. You know, if it's a shortened season, if it's, you know, we're going to get into the postseason playoff, whatever it is. But, I mean, not to do anything as opposed to, hey, we, we got to play a 10-game season. Like, they're probably just chomping at right. the bit to just do anything. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, they, that's, I guess everybody's saying the same thing, but my, like my boy soccer coach is like adamant about like, he, he was in favor of playing out the, and I guess it was a smart idea, but he was coming up with ideas like to propose about like starting earlier and ending earlier and finishing the state, like having the group state championships, uh, like the first week of November and being done with everything. 
Yeah, I mean, there's definitely an argument for that, for sure, you know, like, yeah. But that would just guarantee us to get it in, like, you know, we we would be able to start, we would just have to start before Labor Day, and, and like, um, or, you know, still do what we're doing now, but start it earlier, you know, but, you know, it is interscholastic athletics, you have to look at the academic side of it, but at the same time, like, it's about the kids, too, so I could see the both sides of the argument, like, the kids need sports, like they do. The, uh, you know, spoiler alert for one of our, our questions later, as Kurt was alluding to, was, you know, again, I know they're focusing on the social, emotional, mental, you know, aspect of it for the kids to get them out there and play. But, you know, there is that competitive piece yeah. as well, you know, that like if you're defending your state title or you lost a heartbreaker last year that, you know, again, please, I, I understand we we're happy if we can get them to play some semblance of a season. Right. But there is still that competitive, you know, championship aspect that uh, coaches and players alike, I'll give you I'm a sure. quick story. I'll give you a story. Story. You just brought up a good point. Remind <laughs> me later. I have a story about the soccer team. Okay. So, All right, good. Well, we get, we'll definitely you. revisit that conversation. Yes. So um, we're actually going to bring in our um, field hockey coach from Parsippany High School, Rebecca Lillienthal. And as Kurt is letting her and two of her players in from the waiting room, I'll introduce them. Coach Lillienthal has been the varsity coach at uh, Parsippany High School since 1998. She was back-to-back undefeated conference champions in 2012 and 20. 13, and she is joined today by two of her players, Lindsay DePetris, a forward who earned second team all-conference honors last year, and Priscilla Wong, another forward who was honorable mention all-conference last year. So um, they are coming in one by one while we get them connected. So thanks for coming in, guys. And uh, we, I just want to see who we have, uh, who we have where on the screen. So. I see it looks like um, Lindsay, I see in the upper upper corner, Lindsay with the, and then at the bottom we have Priscilla and then Coach Lil at the bottom there. Welcome guys, thanks for coming on tonight. How Thank are you, you for coming on. Hi. By the way, we, ha- we have Mr., uh, I'm gonna call him Coach Bifuco, athletic director from Milburn High School with us tonight. How you doing, ladies, how are you? Hi. So, Coach Lil, we're going to start with a few questions for your your players. And uh, Coach Bufuco, of course, feel free to chime in. And then Coach Lilienthal, we'll get a, a couple questions for you. But our first few questions are kind of directed at your players since we have them for a few minutes. So, Kurt, why don't you go ahead and start off? Um, all right, uh, girls, real quick question for all of you guys. You can take it one at a time. Um, how did you guys feel when the news came out that the NJ, uh, NJSIA said full sports is a go? Especially since it's going to be your senior year. How excited? I mean, I'm assuming you guys were all excited, but uh, what was your feeling like when you heard, hey, we are going to do this thing? Well, I would say I was definitely relieved because I didn't know if the season was going to happen or not. So I'm glad that we have this chance to finish off our senior season of playing field hockey. So I'm definitely very happy about that. And how about you, Lindsay? Um, I was excited. I was nervous, like, the whole, like, summer, like, waiting for, like, it to come out, like, if we were going to play, like, senior year. And I was, like, really happy that, like, I was going to get to play my senior year because I've been playing for all the years now. Next question. Okay, my next question is um, you guys have always played in front of um, friends and family. And one thing we didn't get in with Coach Bifuco, we'll get in later on with the other coaches, but – um. How is it going to feel if you guys have to play with no fans? 
Would that be any um, different for you? I mean, obviously it's going to be different, but just what are your thoughts on that? Like if, if that is the case. I think it will be different, like the audience, like what like the game sounds like, but it might be like less stressful some, for some of the players in like the long run. That's a good point. Yeah, I think it's definitely a, di a different energy um, for playing field hockey because I know a lot of the times having um, your, your friends supporting you in the stands is – definitely a very positive part of the game but I feel like even not having them there it could be less stressful like Lindsay said but also it would be very different it's something to adjust to coach Bifuco anything on the on the fan situation uh right now that you that you're aware of or I mean we haven't really talked about that I, I, honestly that's like it's going to come down like when we get closer to you know I, I now it's September 14th but um I really my gut's telling me, like, it's about getting the kids out there playing. Um, and I get the parents want to watch and they want to see everybody playing. But my initial thought, like, if, like if you asked me a month ago, would probably be, like, if we had, when we got closer to, like, county tournament play or, or something like that, we'd start to let the parents and fans around. But, I mean, right now, I want to get this thing going. Like, I don't, I don't want any hiccups. Like, if it means keeping the fans away, then they, they stay away. I mean, right. Um, you know, we, at our school, we're blessed. We have like, our, we have a studio 462 where they stream the games. So, I mean, we could stream them. We just have to get kids to do it. It's, it's not always easy. Plus we're going to, you know, but, um, at the worst case scenario, like I'm, I'm at all the home games, I can hire, you know, student assistants to not student assistants, not college, but you know, get like managers to start tweeting the scores out live. But right. I, I, we, I, I don't want anything to derail this. Um, it, the spring was was not fun, and I, I, if we have a shot to get this off the ground, then that that's the goal. Like we have to get it off the ground. And if it means nobody comes to watch, but me, my trainer, my principal, um, and maybe like the lower levels, if, if you know if they're if we have to stagger the games, then that's that. But I'm not. We're not. We're not. You know. Plus, it's going to be difficult. Like as as the athletic director, we're we're looking at we're going to have people manning the gates. If we can't have anybody in, then nobody comes in. It's just shut the gates and the kids play. Um, it, it's always so, so funny the more, like, we talk about it. You know, obviously, Kurt and I talk about it on our own. But when you actually talk to, like, you know, the player's perspective, of course, the AD perspective, like, you're looking at it from so many different angles and all the things you're mentioning about the, the crowd control and management. Yeah, you, know, you don't from even your consider perspective, it. Like, you know, there's just so many things to be considered, you know. So it's it's so enlightening to hear it's your not, side. But but not like we have massive crowds after school, but it's just a, <laughs> it's just a matter of keeping people out. Yeah, like, no, you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, not, I, not, I see for here like if Priscilla's mom's adamant she's got to come watch the game like, it's like, no I'm sorry like no we can't let anybody in you know uh, girls, as you guys know, uh, you know, the season has the ability right now to look, you know, very different than what we're used to. So we kind of talked a little bit about fans, um, but, you know, it's also going to be like a shortened season. So from what you guys understand about the changes that have come forward, um, how do you think it's going to impact your season? You know, um, we've talked to a lot of different high school athletes in the past couple of weeks about, you know, the camaraderie and the bonding with your team. And, you know, what, are, what do you see as positives and negatives of, of this new you know this new normal for our, our fall our fall season Lindsay, why don't you start us off um i think it it's gonna be hard like we're it's gonna be mostly in the cold but i think it'll be hard on like our bodies but i think it might be beneficial because we have a lot more time like preseason wise to practice and it might like 
benefit us while we play games like starting October. Nice. And Priscilla, what do you think? Do you have anything to add to that? Um, with team bonding, I feel like we really get to meet the new freshmen and also get closer with our teammates through having events, um, probably preseason and also the summertime leading up to the season. So not having that will definitely be different, mm -hmm. but we're trying our best to, you know, like use Zoom meetings or using Google Meets to really meet with them and get in contact with them. But for weather-wise, it will really be tough on our bodies to adjust to playing in the cold, but I think it, it will work. We're just lucky we get to play. Nice, nice. Forgot, you have a, a question for a coach. Oh, do you want me to skip to that yeah. one? Um, so, Coach Lell, first question for you. Here you are. You're joined by two seniors. Okay. Um, and we have, uh, obviously, it seems like we have the Parsippany forward line on the panel tonight, right? So the offensive force. So if you could, in a, in a quick way, if you had like a word or a phrase that would describe each of your players, how would you describe Lindsay as a player and then Priscilla as a player? Or even as a team leader, if you want to throw that in there. Um, uh, Priscilla and, and Lindsay both are relentless. And, uh, we had, we had a, a, a challenging season last year. And one of the things that I think, um, was a, a shining star for last season was the relentlessness of their dedication and passion to being better and, you know, they never gave up, even though we did have, you know, a tough go. And, and I think that, you know, it would have been easy for them, especially not being seniors either to, you know, just, you know, throw the towel in. They were unwilling to do any of that. And, um, and they really stepped up as leaders for us. And, and I'm really excited that we're going to have a season and that they're going to have the opportunity to um, lead this group of girls, because I think that they exhibit the, drive and dedication that is required for success and they they don't just talk the talk they walk it so that's a really big thing for me oh that that you know what that's so nice to hear and again you know a side note coach Lilienthal and I not only coached against each other for many years in field hockey in Morris County but we coached together at Montville Township High School so I know we you know share a lot of the same mindsets and ideologies and I just uh I love having the seniors on and the leaders on the team and girls again you uh I, we can tell that you you exude those those uh, characteristics as well. So we really hope you get to get to lead your teams. We've worked hard, and I'd love to see you know your seniors your senior season come to fruition. So ready for a little rapid? Fire? Yeah, girls. We, what we're gonna do, for, uh, Coach Bafuka, if you could just hang for one second. Um, we always do this, girls, on all our sports shows. We do a little rapid fire segment. So we got six quick questions for you, a little fun questions. So uh, if you could just give us a quick answer. Is Coach in on this one, or we're gonna hold off on Coach um, on this one? I'm trying to think. We well, you know what. Let's let her partake because we got. Yeah, gonna Coach Bafuco is going to hold off on this one. We'll get him later <laughs> on the a, show. It's a little more field hockey oriented, Coach Bafuco. That's the only reason. But uh, and Becca, you're going to have a. I like win. the rapid fire though. I can't wait to hear these answers. Uh, oh, you're, you're going to get rapid fire rapid later. Fire. Don't worry. So, Coach Lil, you get it twice tonight. <laughs> All right. <laughs> these so, are the hard hitting questions. <laughs> okay, so um, you guys can answer one at a time. First question: What is going to be on opening day this year? What is going to be the first song? that you're listening to on your headphones before the game. All right, Priscilla, you want to go first? Um, I forgot the name of this song, but it's, uh, I forgot it. It was about being the champions. We played it last year when we won our county game, but 
I, I really forgot. But another favorite is probably Party in the USA. We love that. So maybe that one. Okay. Nice. How about you, Lindsay? Um, maybe We Will Rock You. Nice, nice. So oh, some like classics that. in there. Nice, very nice. Coach Lil, <laughs> what's getting you pumped up game day music-wise? Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> there you go. I thought it was going to be Bon Jovi. All right. Well, well you know what? Well, you know what? I feel bad. Coach Bifuco, baseball guy. Let's go. What, what would you have in the headphones? Opening day, what are you having in the headphones? Uh... For baseball, probably a little Enter Sandman. Okay. Oh, nice. Very nice. Okay. There you, yeah. go. you know, it, you got this next one too, Coach Bifuco. This is one of my faves. All I right. like to hear the answers for this one. We got Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, or as of recently, we've added Chick Fil A. Let's go the same order. Oh man. <laughs> Priscilla, which one? You, what's your go-to on that? Chick Fil A for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay. Wendy's. When? Oh, Ooh. all right. Coach Lel. Gotta go with Wendy's. Nice, nice. And uh, Coach Bifuco? I'm going to take it back to summers when I was in high school. It's got to be the Wendy's, man. Wendy's. Ooh, Junior Wendy's. Bacon Cheese. Going old school. Nice. He's you, going old school. Yeah. Chick-fil-A had taken a lead on that question. Wendy's is back in the mix. <laughs> All right. This, is, this one's for the girls, okay? If field hockey had celebrations like football when the, when the guys score a touchdown, you score a goal, what celebration would you do? Um, I would like to say a backflip, but I can't do it. But if I could, then that would be what I would do. Please don't. (laughs) Um, I would probably jump and, like, hug my best friends I'm playing with. Okay, so nice and calm. Coach Bifuka, what would you do? If it was, like, football? Yeah, give me a hand. I don't know. In my... In my soccer days at Carney, we had we had some uh, some fun ones. Though. I can't, I don't want to share too many of them, but <laughs> I would say uh, like a little conga line action. <laughs> nice. That was fun. And Coach Lil, what are you doing on the sidelines after a goal? Screaming, get another one. <laughs> That's there a good go. celebration. There you go. I like it. That's it. All right, this one is, uh, we'll go back to the girls on this one. Your favorite, I'm hoping you have some more to add to this, but so far in your time as a Parsippany High School field hockey player, what's your favorite field hockey memory so far? Okay, we'll start with Priscilla. Um, I think it would be last year we made it to the semifinals of the county tournament, and it was a little unexpected, but I feel like throughout that time I really got to bond with my teammates and we just had a mentality of if we work together we could do it and I just I always remember that nice very nice and Lindsay um same time last year during the county tournament we were playing Butler and in overtime scored the goal nice exciting coach Lil you got a few more seasons to choose from what would you pick as your most memorable Parsippany field hockey moment uh, <laughs> probably um, riding on the bus on the way home in 2012 with a little piece of I had a sticky note on my on my uh, game book in the inside, and I had all of the teams in our conference and who won and who lost, and going through the the online you know score sheet to see who won. 
and realizing sitting on the bus by myself that we we clinched the conference oh, for nice. the first time since 77 and uh my girls had no idea because i told them if they wanted to win the conference they had to just win every game <laughs> and they believed me <laughs> Very nice. Very okay, nice. and my last one for you guys. It's very simple. Coach Bifuco, you you can't answer this one because you're going to get this later. But girls, I know it's field hockey, but I always have to ask this question. Coach Lil can't answer either. Man. Yeah, she can't answer either. It's for the girls. Give me your favorite NFL football team. Um, I'm, I'm just laughing. I'm, I'm only getting... laughing for a different reason. Go ahead. Uh, no, I can't say it. I don't want. I don't want to get in trouble. I'm okay, go ahead, girls. Oh. Favorite football team? I'm a Packers fan. Ooh, nice. Okay. Um, my family, um, especially my mom, is a Patriots fan. So that's a little problematic. But <laughs> there you go. Well, Priscilla, if you come visit me up here at the Cape, you'll be okay. <laughs> be surrounded by that, right? Um, all right. Priscilla and uh, Lindsay, I know we were going to have a third team member on who was unfortunately unable to make it. So, But between the two of you, my question is, who does the best impersonation of Coach Lilienthal? Lindsay. <laughs> and then my follow-up question is, can we see it or is that a little uncomfortable? We don't, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. <laughs> It's okay, Lynn. We have a good relationship. I won't make you run. <laughs> I don't want to put her on the spot if she doesn't do it. We'll just leave it at that, that she does a good impression. All right. All right. Thank you so much, guys, for coming in here. It was so nice to, uh, to have you, for joining us, getting the players' perspective. Um, we really hope, again, that the fall season does continue to be a go, and we'd love to follow up with you. Yeah, in the, absolutely. In, in the real season with some actual, you know, following up with you about your games and how you guys are doing. Good luck and have fun, guys. Thank hey, you. girls, I'll see you Friday morning. There you go. Bye. By the way, Coach Bifuco, we got a couple comments yep. coming in. Rob Neely. Oh, here we go. Rob <laughs> Neely is all over you with your uh, – he wants to know uh, – I mean, we see you all over Facebook with your cooking, so he wants to get some recipes from you. And he wants to know if all – I know. Is school. he probably looking at the rice ball recipe? Yeah, yeah. He wants to know, yeah. Uh, so, and, and Coach I can't Sickens, put that on live. And Coach Sickinger is chiming in all over the place, asking if you're live. And he's asking a question. I can't, I, I can't even ask this question on air. Well, I'll get it over air. But, um, yes, he is live. Coach Fuco is live. We have a couple coaches tonight. We're talking about the, um, the new fall plan for the 2020. We're going to actually bring in our next guest with us. Coach Delahanty from Garfield High School Volleyball. Welcome, Coach. Can he, is his audio connected yet? I believe he's trying. <laughs> Coach Delahanty, you hear me? Yes, can uh, you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We are here with another head coach and also Coach uh, Bafuco, athletic director at uh, Milburn. Thanks for joining us tonight, Coach Delahanty. Thank you for having me. Um, first question, I guess I want to ask the two coaches. Um, each sport has its own challenges with these new guidelines. Um, well, actually, no, before I, before I ask that, I'm going to ask a different one. Just very simple yes or no. 
Do you guys, you guys obviously saw the plan. Yes or no, do you like the plan? Loaded question. <laughs> Got to be a simple yes or no there. Yeah, simple yes or no. <laughs> overall, I guess overall. Overall, yes. Coach Delahanty? I would agree. I would say yes, overall. <laughs> All right, now we'll come right back to you, Coach Delahanty, with this. Uh, each sport has its own challenges with these new guidelines. Um, what would you say, like, what challenges is specific to your sport that you see right now? Well, I think the biggest thing is the indoor factor. There's a lot of sports like football and soccer, cross country. I you can even put cheerleading in there and it seems like everybody else is outside. It kind of gives you the opportunity to do a little bit more as we go along uh, for us. Who knows when we're going to actually get into a gym? And, and to be quite honest with you, who knows when we're going to actually be able to use equipment? Uh, so that's a definitely a wrench in the operation. And we're going to have to play it by ear. But I would say that was the biggest thing is that we're inside. We're based inside. And really, when you're outside, what do you really do uh, with no equipment? Conditioning, you can only go so far. It's going to be a challenge in that aspect, I think. Okay. Um. Coach, for, for field hockey, what do you uh, what do you see as a challenge? Um, well, I mean, obviously, you know, distancing and things like that are a little bit of a challenge, and not so much for us uh, for field hockey because it, it it's reasonable to be able to do things with you know stick work and and um, passing and receiving and and basics like that, and still maintain a, a pretty good social distance, honestly. Um, and, and, and I feel comfortable with that. Uh, I think, honestly, my frustration with, with everything right now is just um, the, the lack of, of, of knowledge in terms of us starting this so, much, so quickly. I mean, I have a lot of kids who, who, you know, when we left, we left it as we're starting August 17th. You know, and now there's this huge push to start July 13th, and that's a really big difference. And a lot of my kids work, and they're not in the area. Or, and I, I actually, I sent a poll out, and I do still have some families that are uncomfortable sending their kids. Um, some of them, you know, have underlying, you know, family health conditions that they're just really nervous. And I think it's 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 hard because if I say I'm running practice, even if I say this is totally optional, they feel obligated, you know, to be there. And and that's that I think is where I I'm I'm struggling a little bit because I don't want to put anybody in a bad situation. You know, you know, of course, I want to be there, but it, that's such an interesting point because I, again, I really didn't think of it in those terms. Like, I said, okay, July 13th, and I know, you know, we do stuff in the summer, but like you said, the official date is usually that like mid August time, and you know, now you're making it. And when you now push the season to the 14th of September, you're right, it really kind of, you know, families have plans. Like you said, kids, different families are in different situations, kids have summer jobs, and you know, um, family familial obligations, do. yeah, and, and you know, different. Different schools are all going to have different circumstances with that. And, uh, you know, so that that's, you know, again, another point that I had not considered, you know, so which is, again, why this this panel is, uh, you know, so so helpful to kind of hash out. all. Yeah, I got things. I got one more for Frankie on this topic. I mean, we heard volleyball. We heard field hockey. Uh, is there any other sport? I'm not sure if coach from uh, West Essex is going to come in. But if you had to go soccer, football or any other sports, like do you see any other concerns as an A.D.? Um, 
that that would worry well, you a little bit. I mean, obviously football. Like, it's like we put all these plans in place, and how how do you like get the football players? It's just going to have to be a commitment. Like, this is what we're doing, and we're going to take the risk, and you know, and go. But other than that, there's really no. I don't see an inherent risk in any other sport. Like, obviously, cross country. You know, we've already talked about as a conference, like separating the start times for the races. Um, we've talked about even volleyball to the point where they can work out outside, but my coach decided he's just going to keep it virtual and have them do like independent training on their own. Um, but field hockey, boys and girls soccer, um, they're, they're like, they want to get going, but my field hockey coach feels as though, and to your point they're, they're to just come in and do conditioning it you can't, they just released the other day they could do some stick work and, and do that. So there's been some lag in like what you can and can't do. But at the same time, it really is dependent on what, what you're, what you're looking to, to get out of the, the, the summer sessions because they've never been mandatory. They're not mandatory now, but in order to go through them, you have to do a man. There's, there's mandates that have to be met. So that's where it's like, you know, a catch 22. Like, do we do it? Do we wait? Do we stay virtual? I mean, I've had my, as of today, my girls' soccer coach is just committed to going virtual, and the girls will just train with their club team until we're ready to go. Um, but we're like, to do I don't really. Yeah. Right. Well, oh, you can't. The of... problem is you can't have, can't really have any involvement if, if you can't be there in person. You know. So we'll see. I mean, I'm going to open it up. I have a meeting Thursday. I'm going to open it up to everybody again and see when they want to start, uh, because right now we're holding all freshmen out. No freshmen are going to do it until okay. I get their physicals cleared. Okay. Um, that's just basically trying to get it under control, who's as physical and, and whatnot. But, mm -hmm. I mean, if we opened up the freshmen today, we'd easily have over 150 kids out there with just two teams. Yeah. And that's a lot because it's not – I hate to say it, like with preseason starting August 17th, you would have had, you would have had your tryouts basically done by the first week done. You know, and now you're in school, you know, there's that thing about keeping the kids around in the summer and it was it a tryout, was it not, you get the fine line. So you just kind of, it's a catch 22, but I, I think, I think more, more teams may jump on, uh, maybe, but it is a lot of work. I'm not going to lie on my end, you know, the coaches end making sure they're submitting some type of practice plan, which they never had to do before. Uh, just so at least I could see, like, what are you doing? Where are you putting the kids? Mm -hmm. uh, how are you socially distancing? How many groups are you bringing in? That kind of stuff. Because we're not trying to be there all day either. <laughs> it's no, like, of course, yeah. We go from not monitoring high school summer workouts to now being fully involved. Like, it's, it's completely A lot different. of work. Yeah. Yeah. So Our the district actually hired people to help the AD because he he couldn't do his job and – Temperatures yeah. people all day long. Yeah, and, and and Nick, you were you were telling me you guys haven't started yet, correct? You guys haven't you guys haven't gone into the phase one. You guys didn't do it, haven't done anything yet. You're holding off on that, correct? Correct. We are holding off until July 27th. Um, our athletic director, um, along with our superintendent, uh, decided that uh, July 13th for one sport, which would have been football they wanted to keep everybody the same. So they offered it to July 27th and it's up to the coach and the coaching staff, whether or not they want to proceed with it. Um, it looks like most teams are going to be going uh, at least a little bit of conditioning factor. 
Um, I know for us, I can speak for volleyball. Uh, we're also doing, we, we use Microsoft Teams as part of our district. So we'll be doing film sessions through Teams to kind of keep the girls engaged. And uh, we're seeing it as a possibility to get the girls to understand the game better, uh, teaching them things that you might not necessarily learn uh, through conditioning and, and other factors, but you can sit down and break down film of our team from the past year or so and tell them, look, this is what we need to improve on. This is why we're saying this and, and kind of break it down like that. And it, we're using it as a learning experience and we're hoping that it helps because our hands are really tied right now. So we're trying our best to, to keep the girls mentally in, in shape and whatever they could do physically, we're all up for it. Yeah, it's a challenge. And that's a, that's a, you know, an important piece that you guys are able to bring in there with the film work. That's a nice, you know, like you said, and keeping them engaged. So I find that interesting that your whole district pushed back to July 27th. Is that correct? All sports? All sports, July 27th. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. We had the uh, Passaic Valley football players on last week, and they had told us as well that yeah. they were not starting. It was a district decision that no sports were starting. So, again, it's, you know, each district is handing it differently. And, you know, it's just, again, Some so many things. are not starting until regular. Um, Butler's not. Okay. My husband worked there. Yeah. They're not opening until August uh, 17th. Okay. And, um some districts I know are closed as of now. They haven't opened. Booton, Morris Hills, Morris Knowles, and Kenilon, I believe, are still closed. Okay, great. We actually so, have we actually have uh, Chris Benaquista who's just coming in from the waiting room. So we're gonna welcome Coach Benaquista as he comes in. How are you, Coach? Hi, Chris. Thanks for joining us. Hi, guys. How are you? Good, good. Frank, we have a quick question from the audience for you. If you can answer this in a couple seconds or not. Uh, yeah. Rob Neely saying, Frank, are you concerned with non-NJSIAA sanctioned events like the last <clears throat> dance? I know we had Coach Stone from St. Mary's talking about it, but um, what's your real quick, what's your uh, thoughts on that? I mean, concern, like what, like in terms of concern, um, the only concern is, is, is really like, are the kids doing the right thing? And you just, once again, you ha we all have to trust each other to always do the right thing. Coaches who are involved, uh, the one positive is if any high school coach is taking up at the NGSIA and kind of quote unquote allowing the coaches to be there as of yesterday, then we kind of know that like high school minded educators are involved with doing the right thing by the kids and by the programs. But at the end of the day, it's no different, no different than anything that they've done in the summer in the past. And that goes for all sports. Like it, we don't monitor what American Legion baseball used to be. Like we, I get COVID thrown in the mix right now, but. Baseball is unique. Soccer is unique. Like they're doing their own thing until we report back to school. So, and with the NGSIA throwing in that two week mandatory non-contact period at the end, I have, I have to say like, I'm looking at it like it, it's almost a positive. Like they're, they're, they're making sure that all this stuff gets washed out and hopefully you can hit the reset button. And you know, there, there is no issues moving into the, the uh, quote-unquote official preseason September 14th. Yeah, we, we had said um, in our last dance show that perhaps it could be the blueprint for, yeah, for you know, fall how sports. fall sports would hope it would go off well so that, you know, fall sports could hopefully... Uh, I was going to catch right. Coach Benaquista. Yeah, yeah, let's get up, up, yeah, let's get up to him real quick. So, uh, Coach Benaquista, the question you popped in on was actually our first question for the panel, and Kurt had asked, so our first question for you is a simple yes or no, these new guidelines for the fall, do you like them? Yes or no, no comments allowed just a yes or no a pressure question for you <laughs> yes yes all right good and your follow-up question my follow-up was i guess i'm gonna i mean i'm gonna ask him 
Well, I'll ask him this way. Okay, uh, obviously each sport's going to have its own challenges with the new guidelines. Uh, for football, what challenges um, do you foresee if you know if you're going to have any just specifically? Towards- how, how long? How long do I have? I know, I know. Like- I know. I, well, my <laughs> next question was, how are you going to do a nine on seven, a seven on seven? How are you going to well, do first- team periods? You know, like that was my next question for you. First of all, I apologize for my lateness. I uh, took the kids out for ice cream, and the line was longer than I thought. So That's I okay. No worries. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Um, Thanks for coming. <laughs> thank you. So, um, well, it, it's the, the the thing about this that's crazy and frustrating, and I mean exciting, is that we don't like no one knows. And, and I keep telling my my players, and I meet with them twice a week in Zoom, and I've been meeting with the parents regularly too, because obviously they're all frustrated and. And, and, and curious as to what's happening is is there's no blueprint. Like I'm sure you guys have said, I hope I'm not repeating what you said before, but there's no blueprint for this. So what 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 I think is going to be the biggest challenge is being able to play a sport that by nature it requires us to be in close proximity and yet still be able to keep everyone healthy and safe and you know, I, I, I'm running a youth camp this week, with, and I, I, I'm doing it with great hesitation. We have 100 kids there, and, and I have 12 counselors and coaches that are doing the best we can to keep these kids apart. But when we, you know, when you drill, it, it's inevitable that, that they're going to, at some point, come close to each other. So, you know, the, the challenges are so numerous. And, you know, ADs, you know, bless your souls for, for doing what you guys are doing and, and administrators and um, – you know, we'll follow the guidelines. And the reason why I said yes to your question before, Kurt, was, was that I'm just happy we're, we're, we have exactly. a season. This um, you know, we, we had a big Zoom meeting the other night with Colleen McGuire, who was so tremendous with her explanations of what was going on. And more or less, we came out of that with th- this is non-negotiable at this point. And, and we have a season. Let's hope that tomorrow we still have a season. Let's hope that we still have a season in two weeks. And, you know, and, and just do the best we can to – Keep the kids safe, keep the coaches safe, keep the administrators safe, and uh, try to get some ball going. Nice. I think, yeah, we all share those sentiments. Well said. Um, So my question for the panel is this. The return to play plan was kind of developed with eight guiding principles that, you know, are all about opportunity, engagement, and participation, and specifically not about championships, right? In fact, the postseason is called that, the postseason, not the playoffs. So my question is, how do you kind of feel about that approach? You know, um, I'm a competitive person. You know, like Chris, Coach Benequist, like you just said, you know, we're just happy to be playing. But then there's also that side of you, you know, that, you know, it is – Maybe you're a defending champion of a section, or you maybe you lost a heartbreaker, and you really—it's your senior season, or it's your last season as a coach. You know, I guess I'm just wondering what your feelings are on on that approach. So, uh, Coach Lilienthal, we'll start with you if you don't mind. Um, well, you know me. Um, <laughs> I mean, why play unless it's to win, right? Uh, I don't ever play just to play. I think, I think this season takes on a new meaning. It's I think there's more to it than just the playing to compete, right? Um, I think that it is it is bigger for the kids this year because they they really need this. They need this. So I think that they're um, I feel like they're already more grateful just to be there. Mm-hmm. That the motivation to work hard and and to get those things that you need them to do to be competitive anyway, um, are, are 
showing up already, even though we haven't actually been on the field because they're so determined to actually be able to do this. Right. That's so, a good point. you know, I think that that's, that's how I feel, you know, I just want them to have a season. Of course. Exactly. Exactly. How about you coach Delhanty? Well, to kind of echo that as a coach, you know, the competitive edge is always there. Um, I, I feel like if you're coaching, there's some kind of competitive drive around it. Um, I think there's two things that really stem to it. Number number one, you're a competitor. You love to compete uh, you and essentially love the sport. And number two, you love being around the kids. And I think that the thing that kind of gets lost uh, in this whole pandemic uh, in terms of high school sports is not only are the kids impacted, but the coaches are impacted as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I coach I coach freshman softball in the spring. Uh, and to see the, the seniors that we had in the program lose out in their final season, we had a girl one hit away from 100 hits in her oh. career. So to see things like that, it really breaks your heart. And yeah. You try everything in your power to to do whatever you can to have a season. You see these these competitors and these kids that, that want that opportunity to be on the field. They want that opportunity to, to compete in a sport they love. And to have a, an opportunity just to play, I think, is is more than words can express. And, and the kids appreciate it. The kids want to be out there. And at the end of the day, if we don't have a state tournament or – you know, it ends up not being a playoff. I think we could all live with it just for the fact of we're all out there competing and doing what we love. Exactly. I know I, I keep saying this too, as we do these shows with these players, you know, I used to coach for many years and, you know, that relationship with the players too, as you said, Coach Delahanty is, you know, just to put the coaching aspect as well. So I, I couldn't agree more. Coach Benaquista, how do you feel about that approach, the uh, postseason approach? Well, it's, again, same same feelings as, as the two previous statements. And one thing I will say, too, to kind of build upon it is, you know, I, I haven't coached in four months. And, um, to, you know, getting back on the field this past week with the with the youth program, the, the, the kids that I'll be coaching, God willing, down the road, if I'm still if I'm still here, um, it, it was like I missed it. Like I really just missed being able to teach and learn and, the camaraderie and the excitement. And I also have a lot of my players, current players, who are working as, as camp coaches and counselors. And um, to see them again and just to see them, you know, you know, demonstrating for the kids running a proper route or, you know, tackling drills. And it, it, was, it was like, I missed, I miss it. And um, they missed it as well. So getting back together, you know, getting, getting to compete, um, getting to just be able to play again, and I keep citing the spring season too to them. I said, you know, these these seniors, like we said before, who were getting prepared to play their last, get their 100th hit, or you know, try to defend the championship, and all of a sudden it was taken out from underneath them. Uh, that's devastating, and I couldn't imagine if it happened to me as a senior, or or one, it was one of my own children it happened to. So we have to be thankful for what we have. And then the, the last thing from our perspective is, and this is like little internal motivation. We've <laughs> We've had a lot of success here at West Essex well before I was head coach and, and since. We've never had an undefeated season before. Um, we've, we've had a lot of one-loss seasons, believe it or not. We've been 11-1 and one a bunch of times. So my message to the kids is I don't, if we play two games or eight games, which is at, at this point the max, let's win them all. So um, that's been my message to them, and, and hopefully that can be something that 
can drive us uh, moving forward. So that, again, say, that's, that's you guys awesome. know as coaches, any motivation we can get would help. I was going right? to say that, that that motivation, you know, because you lose qualifying for the state tournament or advancing to a certain round or avenging a loss in a tournament play, you know, you kind of you kind of lose that. So you have yeah. to have that motivation. Now, Coach Bufuco, if I'm not mistaken, when we touched upon this earlier. I think you said you had a story from one of your coaches regarding this topic. Yeah, I, I would have to say, like, I'm glad the girls are not on here anymore because I didn't want to, uh, like, God forbid, you know. But in all honesty, like, two, I can't imagine this being last year. I mean, our boys' soccer team, uh, we go to the state final two years ago um, and lose a heartbreaker with eight seconds left in the game. Uh, I'm sorry, eight minutes. They, we, we played Ocean Township, and they scored a goal with eight minutes left. And we literally – held on to the ball for the next eight minutes and couldn't score. And with 14 seconds left in the game, one of our kids basically had an open goal shot and brings one off the post to at least take the game to overtime. And literally the message from that game was the next, um, the next year, like all the kids were coming back again. Like we, we were fortunate to have a young team and they, they made it their goal last year to get back to a state final. And I mean, as I talked before, they went there and we won in penalty kicks. And I was happy for those kids. Wow. Um, and I couldn't imagine that being pushed oh. forward one year yeah. where last year. Yep. You know, like, like I, and I get it. We're playing for, you know, at this point, there's at least it looks like a sectional final that we get to go to. But um, for all, like you said, you guys have all touched on um, the competitive nature and whatnot. And I'm, I'm as competitive as they come. You know, I know Coach Benequist are there. I know Anthony very well. He's competitive, um, but at the same time, we have to we have to rationalize where we're at and what we're doing. And um, if you're if the kids are just going out there to play to play, it's great. But you also, I think, if we if we owe it to ourselves and to the kids to have something for them to play for than just to play. You know, um, but it can't get lost. The opportunity to play is there, and we and we need to take advantage of it. So. That was just a little bit of the story. I just I can't I don't know how I how we would be able to explain that to our soccer. And there's probably a team out there right now who's trying to avenge like they, they know they have a good team coming back. We you so, know what we had this this group on last week the the PV. play and PV and they had uh, we talked to them about um, I think they had like what was it four losses that were seven points, seven or, points less. or less you know just heartbreaking losses and they were so looking for, they were so mature about the lessons it taught them and how they were so looking forward right. to using the lessons they learned to you know turn it around this season how little play you know they yeah. could, and you, you know what you just want to see you know even for the kids you know they're hundredth goal or whatever you know like even just those life lessons that they able to learn through that you know there's just this impacts these kids so much we just you know hope the full season again comes through for them guys we got yeah. about five minutes left i just want to get off the subject real quick because we got another comment uh, another question from rob neely and real quick i want to go around the panel um nick you were saying about the one girl who had the 99 hits one hit uh, away from 100 and uh, his question is, does anybody on the panel have an opinion on the recently legislated uh, gap year, as sad as it is that, that a senior missed the opportunity for their 100th hit? Do you guys think by any – you any of you guys agree that they should skip their freshman year of college to make up for a season that was missed last spring? Man. Anybody? <laughs> I, I, as an athletic director, I don't want to – we haven't even had any of that been like been sent to our desk yet. So like I, I keep hearing about this, but like 
maybe I'm just not paying attention to it, but I just hear it like hearsay. No one said like, here, put this out to your seniors from last year. Like I haven't, who, who's, who's given us that information? I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe coaches, but I don't know. And that what, and that what it does too. It affects the, it affects the underclassmen. It's like yeah. a trickle down effect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, again, I, it'd be impossible to legislate, right? Frank, from your, from your perspective, the ADs would have a horrible, a hard time legislating it, and then it would affect the classes down. I, I don't know how it would work. I mean, we're going to be track. Apparently, from little that I've read on it, how do you, how do we track a kid that's in junior college and then he, they come back for their spring season? We, I already have freshmen. I already have freshmen. Uh, well, no, not freshmen, but seniors worried about next year because some of the some, not all, but some of our kids that are going to play Division One and Two are worried that like they're going to have to automatically redshirt if the, if the college doesn't have a season, cause they're going to keep some of those kids. But then you hear some of the colleges like giving these seniors like that are on their way out, like an offer. They can't like, basically they can't refuse like, Hey, we're basically going to move on. Like we, you know, like we, we have some good kids coming in. So it's like, it's hard. I, I don't know if it was the right thing to do even for the spring. Like, I, I don't know how many spring athletes hung on to their, their, their extra year of eligibility. I'm not sure. But I mean, Coach Coach Benacquista, like you, how, how do you like that's crazy. That's a kid that's almost going to be twenty years old. Imagine they did that for football. Like, what are we doing? That's dangerous. Right. I mean, they're getting yeah, I, 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 I see the freshman boy playing against yeah, like a man. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Very true. Like that's a six-year gap at some point. Yeah, that's a big gap. Yeah. I only have a couple. Of minutes I, I don't. Left I don't agree with it. <laughs> I I don't know if I. I mean, we'd have some, I can tell you right now, some upset parents about like, you know, we have freshmen that are, that are good enough to play varsity, even at a, you know, we're fringing group, high group three, low group uh, four school. Right. I mean, what do we, like, what do you do? Like, there's no, no, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know. It goes back to that old little league question. How do you have a nine-year-old play against a 12-year-old? That's like. That was one of our going. debates on one of our shows with Coach <laughs> Sickinger, Frank. Big debate. I know. All right, guys, we got we have time for two minutes, so we're gonna do one. We're gonna do one fun thing. We got we got to do a rapid fire. We always do rapid fires on our shows. These so. are questions meant to be just quick answers. Quick so fun questions. We're gonna take some out because we're running out of time, and we do get booted from one of the networks. Around, yeah. So we have to make sure that we're done by. Uh, we by get nine yelled o'clock. at. So the first <laughs> rapid fire. Qu- you know what we'll do? We'll do. Uh, Coach Lilienthal, Coach Bafuco, Coach Delahanty, Coach Benaquista. That order. Go ahead. Coach. All right, I'm gonna do it quick. All right, favorite pizza place. Coach Lil, in Pompton Lakes. What was it called? Not, I'm sorry. Frank's in Pompton oh, nice. Lakes. Napoli's in in Nutley. Coach Delianti. Roses in Garfield. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Jen Corelli. Jen Corelli's on the lake in Wayne, in Pakenak Lake, where I live. Nice. Okay. Right. Follow up food question: Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme Donuts? Coach Lil, start us off. Dunkin' Donuts? (laughs) I don't get to Krispy Kreme often. Uh, I have to agree, like, Dunkin' Donuts. Krispy Kreme's, like, super sugary, man. (laughs) Coach Delahanty. I'm going to be the odd one. I'm going to be the odd one out, Krispy Kreme. I'll say say Dunkin', too, because I don't do Krispy Kreme enough. (laughs) Nah. All right, this is... I mean, I don't know. I, I threw this one in, so I don't know if I'm even going to like this one asking it, but you put a hat on. Are you going regular forward or are you rocking it backwards? I only wear a visor forward. Okay. 
if Coach Sickinger is listening in, he'll be upset, but backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm rocking my Yankee hat, it's forward. If I'm coaching, it's probably backwards. Nice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go forward, too. Give a shout-out to Coach Rodinello. Jen, you remember him, I right? I do, yep. Co- yep. Coach Anello, if we, were, if we wore a hat backwards, he'd grab it. Back in the day when you could do this, he'd grab it and turn it forward. <laughs> oh, that's so that's shout-out to Coach Anello, my, my, my high school football coach. Oh, I love that, that guy. Is good. That that's is why good. I made my Coach Sickinger reference okay. there. Yep, there you go. I knew you did. Yeah. All right, so um, this question, actually. So my, my high school coaches in field hockey, anyway, used to wear, I don't know, Chris, you might remember this. We graduated together. The same attire, right? They had a, a the, all seven of them wore the same clothes, and it was like a sweater and pants. Then my college coach got actually very dressed up for the game. So my question for you guys is your game day sideline coaching attire. Uh, black yoga pants and a hoodie sweatshirt, <laughs> Do I get like a choice of what what game I'm at or what? Sure, like, you know, yeah, 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 you you choose. <laughs> so I mean, uh, I would say, I, uh, if it's a football game, it's probably like you know a pair of khakis or jeans and a polo and a polo. And then if it's after school, it's usually the shirt and tie. We don't, you know, don't change. But mm-hmm. the weekends, I got to say, sometimes I show up in in like Milburn sweats and like a night, you know, just to relax a little bit, but. Um, so it, there's three different options right there. Nice. There you go. Coach Delahanty. Well, because I'm on for volleyball, I'll stick to that. Uh, khaki pants, and usually these shirts we get, we have a whole, whole bunch of them. Oh, uh, nice. I literally have every single color you could think of. So that and a pullover, a Garfield volleyball pullover. Nice. There you go. And Coach our whole, sta- our whole staff is khakis and polo. I just wear a different pair of khaki pants color so they know that, the, that I'm the head guy to oh, yell my. at me or vice versa. <laughs> I like that. All right, and the last I question. Say, I will first. say I'm in favor of everybody wearing the same thing as a as, as a former coach. We always, no matter what sport it was, we always made sure we talked to each other. Mm. And this is you know, baseball or soccer. We always wore the same thing. All right, and last question because I'm getting yelled at. We got less than a minute. Real quick, favorite football team? Go ahead. Uh, Giants. Frankie. Giants. Giants. Jets. Unfortunately. <laughs> I'm Giants. Can I make another shout-out, Jen? Jaime yeah. Elhai, who we gra- who's a year younger than us, is the president of the Jets, right? West Essex graduate, 94, president of the Jets. So we're Giant fans in my house, but we got to love the Jets because of Jaime. Nice, okay. very nice, very nice. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate you guys taking the time to come out and uh, discuss this with our audience and us. It was so enlightening. Best of luck to you guys this yes. season. We hope it's a go, and we will definitely be following up with you guys for the fall. Maybe we can follow your teams and do a follow-up with your actual players and teams. Thanks, guys. Thank Have you. I just night. want to Thank say good luck you. to all Thank the coaches you. in the room, too. Thank good you. Luck, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good luck, guys. Good luck this fall. Thank you.